Parent Podcast. My name is Raquel Brown and I am your host. I am a wife, a mother, an educator, and most importantly, a follower of Jesus Christ. And the goal of this podcast is simple, to give you some tools, strategies, and resources that can help you maximize your parenting potential. So whether this is your first time listening or you've been here since day one, I welcome you and I hope that you leave this episode feeling empowered and equipped. So today I want to talk to parents who have children who are have not submitted their lives to Christ. And I want to use this episode to give you some encouragement. Um, there, in, in no way do I want parents to walk away feeling a sense of guilt if their children grow up and do not choose Christ. I want you to remember that your responsibility as a Christian parent is to do the work. Your responsibility is to ensure that you are doing your part to raise kids that know God, that know who he is. I believe that there are three parts. There's knowing God, loving God, and serving God. And as parents, we are responsible for that first part. That's why um, in my work with parents, I sometimes overemphasize the actual tangible things that we are supposed to be doing. Remember the word parent is not just a noun, it is a verb, it is something that we do. It is a word that is packed with action. It's not a passive word, it's a word that describes what we should be actually doing. So as a parent, if we are responsible for helping our kids know God, what does that mean? It means that from the time, I would say even before your child is physically born, it means that you have made it your goal to do the best that you can with the knowledge that you have, the tools at your disposal to ensure that your child knows who God is. That's why I I emphasize again this idea of rooting your parenting strategy in Deuteronomy chapter 6, understanding that it is a lifetime process. The Word of God declares that we should be having these conversations about faith with our children when we sit, when we rise, when we lie down, when we get up, when we're walking along the road. This is describing a lifetime of the different ways and and strategies that we can implement in our parenting journey to help our kids know who God is. And the reason why this is important is I firmly believe that the more a child knows God, that they will fall in love with him. They will fall in love with this idea that Jesus Christ is real, that he died for me. And because he did this for me, I am going to love him. Like the, the response to a deep, authentic knowledge of Jesus Christ is love. Love from him and love from us. And then an expression of that love is serving. Serving him in terms of dedicating our life to him and serving him in terms of um, serving others. But sometimes there's a gap 
between this knowing God and this loving God. And a lot of my work centers on parents taking responsibility for what we did and did not do to ensure that our children know God. And sometimes that gap is very wide. And what I mean by that is sometimes we see our children moving out of those preteen years into the teenage years and we still don't see a deep love for God. And then we see them sometimes moving out of the teenage years into the sorry preteen years into the teenage years and we and we're still waiting to see that love for God. And then we see our kids moving from the teenage years into the young adult years and we're like God when is this shift going to happen? When is this opening of their heart to your love going to happen? And then some of us have seen our kids move from the young adult stage into the adult stage. And we are still waiting for them to embrace this knowledge of God and for it to transform into a love for him so it can manifest into service. My encouragement to you, parents who are waiting, who are in that gap, is do not give up. Do not stop praying and interceding for your child. Do not stop covering them under the blood of Jesus with your words through prayer. Do not stop encouraging them. Do not stop advising them through a lens of faith. Remember, this this, this situation that we find ourselves in as parents reminds me of the story of the prodigal son. And for those of you who don't know this story, it is a parable that Jesus told about a man who has two sons. And this parable is found in Luke chapter 15. And the Bible says that the younger son comes to his father and he says, you know what? Give me my inheritance. You know, I'm 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 ready to go out and see the world. And the father um does that he obliges him and he gives him his, his inheritance and this child goes out into the world and he lives his best life he's partying he's enjoying his money and then his money runs out um, but the part of the scripture that I believe is the hope and the truth for parents who are waiting for their child to transition I'll say from this knowledge of God to this love of God is found in verse 17 the Bible says that he's he's actually lost all of his money or spent all of his money and then he decides to go and find work because a part of him is too embarrassed to go back to his father right and he's in this situation where he's literally sitting in the pig pen because he's feeding the pigs and the Bible says in verse 17 that while he is sitting in this pig pen the word says that when he came to his senses he said, how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food? And here I am dying of hunger. Another translation says, when he came to himself. Sometimes there is nothing more left for us to, to tangibly, physically do. And sometimes as parents, we are going to find ourselves waiting for our children to come to themselves. You're going to find yourself waiting for your child to come to their spiritual senses. And my advice to you during these times is to first 
connect with a community of believers who can pray you through that time. Because for a spirit-filled believing parent, it can be a very scary time for you. You can be finding yourself flooded with worry and anxiety over the place and the state of your child's spiritual self. But there will come a time in God's time when your child will come to themselves. And it's important to note that the father did not come and find the child in that pig pen and say, son, come to me. His older brother didn't come to him and find him and say, listen, yo, you've been sitting, why are you doing this? Dad, is, dad has food, let's go back. The Bible says he had to come to himself. Resist the urge to push and prod and poke your children to an understanding and a love of God. Resist the urge to continually ask them and almost harass them about their spiritual life. This is where discernment and our relationship with God and our connection to the Holy Spirit is key because we're going to have to know as parents when, where, and how to insert those opportunities to remind them that God loves them to remind them that God is there for them and to remind them that we are there for them. Because sometimes the space that we find ourselves standing in has been created by us. There are many children who are metaphorically, figuratively sitting in that pig pen, but it's because of the judgment that they're gonna receive from us that's preventing them from saying, listen, what am I doing here? I can go back home. A thing to remember is not only that he came to his senses, but that he knew he could go home. I always talk about the importance of relationship with our children. Our children need to know no matter what, they can always come home. So this means that we got to do some reflection. Have we created um, a relationship with our child, a reality in their mind that no matter what, they can come home. No matter how old they are, no matter what circumstances they find their life in, even if they find themselves in the very place we told them not to be, do they know that they can always come home? Because the reality is, is with that boy in this story in Luke chapter 15, if he sat in that pig pen and said, I wish I could go home, but I can't, he would have died outside of his father's love. He would have died outside of that reconciliation. So parents, we need to do some reflection. We need to do some reflection. I need to ask ourselves, have we created an atmosphere or a reality in our children's minds that they can always come home? That when they come to themselves, that when they come back, it's not going to be a father standing at the door or a mother standing at the door reminding them of, of, of what they have done. We won't be standing there with the look or the, or the spirit of I told you so hanging around them and walking around them and cloaking them in every move that they make. But like that father, we will embrace them. We will wash them off. And we will have a feast and we will rejoice. So to the parents who are in that space where you're waiting for your child to 
to embrace that knowledge of God so it can manifest as a love and service towards him. Ensure that and not in our minds, because sometimes in our minds, we'll tell ourselves, yes, he, he or she can come home anytime, no matter what. And your child is out there saying, there's no way I could go home. My, there's no way my parents would accept me like this. Or I can't deal with the stress of their I told you so spirit. I'd rather be out here suffering on my own. So we have to make sure that in their mind, they can come back home. So sometimes the next step is not the child sitting and saying, I'm going home. Sometimes the step before that is us reaching out and say, listen, I know in the past, I have not done a good job of creating a, a place of safety where you feel you can always come home. But God is working on me. And I want you to know that no matter what you have done, your father and I, or I am here, to receive you no matter what you can always always come home because believe it or not the way that we parent our children is connected to the way that they see and understand God it is more difficult for a child who has not received godly parenting to understand and fully embrace God as their father so parents, sometimes it's on us to make sure that we do some repairing. Sometimes it's us that needs to repent first to God and then to our kids, whether your child is a believer or not, and say, listen, if you need to come home, I'm sorry that you may feel like you can't, but God is working on me, come home, right? I firmly believe in the power of God to find our children wherever they are and for the Holy Spirit that's been planted in them from childhood to begin to pull them back home, but they have to believe that there's a place where they can return to. And again, not in your mind, in their mind and in their heart. So if you're in that place where you are waiting for your child to come back or come into relationship with God, don't give up. Don't give up on God and don't give up on them. There is always space there's always time. God's time is not our time. And sometimes we wish it was. Oh, sometimes I wish it was. But we need to understand that it doesn't mean that we stop praying or we stop believing. It means that we ramp up our prayers and we dig in in our resolve. And we remember that it comes to a time where that child, that adult child, that teenager child needs to come to their own senses but we gotta make sure that we've created a place and a reality for them in which they know that they're welcome to always come back home. Thank you for listening to the Empowered Parent Podcast. I'm your host, Raquel Brown, and I would love to stay connected with you. So if you go to empowerandequip.ca, you can see all of the ways that we can stay connected. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and you can even join my mailing list. So until next time, remember that you are an empowered parent.